coffee. My name Woo-hoo. is Kristen Hewitt, and I am a TV reporter and a blogger at KristenHewitt.me. And this is hi everyone. This is Tova Lee, and I am. I don't know what I am. I don't like to say what I am. I am an enigma. <laughs> are you, Kristen? I'm good. And I actually like that you don't like to label yourself. I kind of use it as an elevator pitch, right? You're supposed to in the industry tell everybody what you do. But I love that because you're more than just what you do for work, right? We're all (laughs) different and we have lots of things that we love. I mean, if I really had to say what I was, then I would probably say that I am a chocoholic because <laughs> that for me like really, really describes me the best <laughs> in the best way. Um, and I and I and I find really random things funny. Do, do you does that happen to you? Like I will giggle at things that most people don't find funny and then people think I'm really strange. I Um, I just laugh always. I find that I laugh at the most inopportune moments. Like I'll be in the middle of a a seminar and I'll notice like a quirky t-shirt the leader is wearing and I'll just start laughing (laughs) and he thinks I'm laughing at him, but actually I just find his t-shirt quite humorous, but no, not quite (laughs) as much as you probably. But today, what are we talking about today, Tova? So uh, we're talking about friendships, right? Um, just friendships, mom friends and how to make friends and how, how, how making friends has changed, right, since becoming moms and how difficult it is to make friends as adults, right? And make friends and keep friends, absolutely. But before we start, I just want to remind everyone that we are a brand new podcast. This is episode two. So please, please, please subscribe to Cold Coffee if you're listening. Tova and I um, are so excited to be doing this, and we would love it if you would leave us a five-star review so more and more people can find us. Yeah, exactly. So leave us that review. <laughs> um, Please. Tell me, I, I have to ask you, though, before we dive into the show, um, how was your week? Because we have basically gone back to winter. I, I'm, I just want to tell you, I've been living in the UK now for too many years, I think, in a sense that I have to talk about the weather. Like every show, so it's not you're not eighty years you're not eighty years old, right? Because every elderly person always talks about the weather, or if they're British, and I don't mean that in a bad way. Because I've lived in the UK now for many many years, and I love 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 the UK, and my husband's British, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But honestly, like I feel like we need to talk about the weather every single show. Anyway, it's gone back to winter, and um, I don't understand that because last week we were talking about the fact that you yes. don't have an air con. which which we call air conditioners and this week you're freezing i don't understand i actually turn on the heating this evening like i i'm I'm actually cold i'm thinking i might get a jumper in a minute but seriously it's just it's gone cold again and on the weekend um we went uh to the beach i i think i I mentioned this to you earlier this week but we went to the beach and uh you know we i was like expecting to have this sort of beach kind of experience right uh and it it was so windy and and oh it was hilarious but anyway we had a great time it was really good you you you're still in like midsummer right Oh yeah. Well, this is when it really starts to heat up. So it's in the nineties every day. So we are lucky to have a pool in our backyard and we um, swim every day. I'm doing our summer of nothing as we talked about. Uh, Mm -hmm. we, I did not put my girls in camp this year, so we are swimming every day. And I, I have to ask you, I feel like a slacker mom, but I asked my kids this the other day, how many days in a row when you're swimming, does the pool count as a bath? That is brilliant. So basically the days that they they swim in the pool, you don't, like they don't have a bath after that? No, and and they've they've done that like three (laughs) nights in a row. And I don't know that I've washed their hair in like three or four days. And it's getting quite, it's getting quite dirty. Do you wash your kid's hair every day? First of all, I have to say like, to me, that's not slacker mom. That's like genius mom, like genius (laughs) mom, right? There's your mom mom hack. hack. Just get a few baby wipes and go to the pool and you're done. Exactly. Just jump in the pool, right? Just make sure you get all, you know, all your body. Um, no, I don't wash my kids' uh, hair every day. Um, and I have to say, this was something I was quite embarrassed to admit because I thought it was, I was like the only mother in the world who did not wash her children's hair every night. But apparently, a lot of moms don't wash their children's hair every, day, every night. So, you know, there's a whole bunch of us out there. 
Yes. No, I don't either. And I put tea tree oil in um, our shampoo to keep lice away because apparently even in the summer, there's like a lice infestation down here in South Florida, which is disgusting. So I figure the dirtier their hair, the better to keep the bugs away. So it really (laughs) is a really strategic tactic. But so no, you're doing it for them. You're doing it for them, right? Yes, and I'm doing it to keep my sanity because bathing has officially become hard work in the summer. But you know, I, I have to say, like, your hair is looking really good, so you've obviously washed it because I don't wash my hair either. Um, I wash my hair once a week as well. No, but this is honest. Like, I'm not even trying to be funny. Like, I don't wash my hair very often. Like, I don't. You can tell now, right? My roots are so dark, but that's also because I haven't, like, colored my hair. <laughs> no, I do my hair about every three days. Like, the, I just washed it today, that's but good. the first day I wear it down, the second day, if it's okay, I'll wear it down again. The third day I'll do like a little poof in the front some bobby pins and then the last day it's ponytail and then that's the night I have to wash it but I can only Somebody especially actually, in the heat here because it's so hot and I work out yeah. and I get sweaty and my hair is drenched after I run so yeah somebody actually told me was it you who said I really like that kind of root look <laughs> yes I love the rooty look it's very popular right now Apparently, I'm finally trendy. (laughs) (laughs) Who knew by not doing your hair, you've officially become trendy. Exactly. Well, I feel like this uh, conversation kind of segues us into our show today, Tova, because um, today we're talking about friends and the importance Mm -hmm. of mom friends. And I think it's pretty interesting. And um, we might even want to start the conversation here is that can you make friends on the internet? And Tova and I are proof that you can make friends on the internet, right? We met on Facebook and it kind of grew from direct messages to actual Skype conversations. So other than you and I, do you find that you can make friends on the internet pretty well, Tova, or no? Do you know what? It's crazy because I never in a million years thought it would, I mean, it would really be possible. And, and, And like I... Honestly, I didn't. I remember a few years ago when I wasn't so much into Facebook and heard about people kind of connecting through Facebook, and I just thought, well, you know, maybe it's not like deep kind of relationships, but I don't feel like that anymore. You know, I've met you. I've met a whole lot of other people. And actually, when it comes to moms, you know... um, I think like with moms, especially because we lead such busy lives and people don't have a lot of time on their hands. Uh, yeah, social media has kind of, you know, has made room for, I don't know, for connecting with more people. And also a lot of people, like we live very far from each other. I have family overseas. I don't see them, you know, I see them once a year. Um, so yeah, I think, I don't know. I think social media has has played a great, great, great big part in, in this whole kind of like getting people together. Um, yeah, it gets people together, but I I sort of feel like now that we have social media, we're doing less with people in real life. Mm. You know, like you, they see your pictures of your kids on Facebook. <laughs> you know, you don't talk to them as much anymore because you're connecting on social media, and so you're not actually spending time with them in real life. Do you notice that or no? Well, first of all, I talk to you like thirty times a day, right? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> via messenger. I don't think there's anybody in the world that I talk to so much as much as I talk to you. Honestly, you've replaced my husband, Kristen. I don't oh, message no. him anymore. I'm sorry, I just Mike. you. <laughs> um, no, but I know what you mean. Like you don't see them in real life, but you know, when it, when you don't really live next to each other, I think it's a good, you know, it's a good alternative. Um, I have really good friends that live close by to me and I see them in person. Uh, Facebook and social media and even WhatsApp, which does not limit, by the way, your voice messages. You can basically talk for 20 minutes. You know, I've never (laughs) used WhatsApp. I've never used the app. I don't even know what it is, but I've heard about it. It's a messaging app, uh, but you know, like with Facebook, it limits you how long you can send a message for. This is like gone totally. I don't know. It's like we're talking about apps now. This is awesome. But um, WhatsApp does not limit you. So if you love talking like I do and like you do, WhatsApp is brilliant for that. Um, so yeah, my friends that live close to me, I see, and I see them on a regular basis for sure. And so you leave them long messages on WhatsApp, but I have to ask you, I know we're getting off track. We'll get back to friendships in a minute, but why do you leave long, long messages when you could just pick up the phone and call them? That is a very good question because I don't actually want to talk to them. I just, I just want to talk. <laughs> and you want, want them to talk. listen. 
Yeah, I want to talk at them, not with them. No, I don't know why I do that. I honestly don't know why I do that. And they laugh at me as well that I do that. They 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 point it out. So I don't know why I do that. I don't know. I didn't mean to. I wasn't trying to get off track, but I just it just came to me when we were talking about yeah. that. But I'll have to check out that app. But I have to tell you, when I first had, um, I live in South Florida and we don't have any family here. And mm-hmm. I work in a male-dominated industry, right? I work with all men. I'm a sports television reporter for those don't, who don't know me for Fox Sports and the Miami Heat. And I work with 50 men on a game night. We have right. a huge crew and I am the only woman. So making women friends in South Florida, because I moved here when I met my husband, I'm not from here. Mm-hmm. Making mom, not even mom friends, but making women friend, even friends even prior to having children was always very difficult for me because I'm... Um, around men all the time. So I found that once I had a baby, that's how I started connecting. And I finally started having friends, which was seven years after moving here. It was a very, very lonely time. But um, I met my first friend actually at the IVF clinic. We did in vitro fertilization and she's still one of my best friends. We ended up throwing each other our baby showers. Wow. That's amazing. That's incredible. I know... uh I know some people like connect through, for example, uh, you know, uh, uh, what's it called? The courses before you, when you oh, are pregnant. Oh, like the baby courses, like the baby classes. Yes. Yeah. yeah, baby classes or breastfeeding kind of groups and stuff like that. That's amazing. Um, I don't know. Look, I moved here as well from a different country. So when I came here, um, my friends were much Where younger than me. Where did you move me. from? I moved from Israel and I came here to study acting. So everybody who was who was with me in that course was 10 years younger than me. So, you know, even though they're still, some of them are still really good friends today, we, we were like in different places in life after we left because I got married and I started having babies and they were just kind of, you know, they vote, they are only starting to do it now. And it's weird how, you, do you know what I mean? Like when you have friends and they're not going through exactly what you're going through in your life, like sometimes you kind of maybe drift apart a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the ones that you made friends with when you first moved to, to England were, uh, that were your acting friends. Are you still in touch with them now? Yeah, I've got a couple of good friends that I'm still in touch with. Um, and we don't see each other that often, but they're very close friends. And, you know, they're both now kind of in the baby stage, you right. know? So, <laughs> uh, yeah, but um, but it was only after my eldest started nursery. So she was just, uh, she just turned two and she started going like mornings uh, to nursery. And that's when I started kind of meeting moms and locally, kind of people who were local. You know, because there's the whole thing, what you just said, you don't see people, you just either message them or talk to them or see them on Facebook. But when I met people who actually live in our area, that's when I started getting like a bit of a community, like a mom kind of, you know, a mom gang. (laughs) Yeah, but I I know what you mean. I, um, I found that once I had kids, I have a very, very good friend. She was actually the maid of honor in my wedding. And once we had kids, I rarely talk to her anymore because she just doesn't get it. Like she doesn't get the posts on Facebook with the babies and she doesn't (laughs) understand what I'm going through because she is like brilliant and she has this fabulous wine career and she works in Napa and like lives this glamorous life. And it's very hard to maintain friendships. At least I've found it's hard to maintain friendships when, um, when your friend doesn't have kids. I don't, I don't feel like they get it. But you only you also feel quite lame. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, you know, your friends will be going, "Hey, we're going out, la la la. We're doing this, we're doing that," and you're kind of thinking, "Oh my god, I need to find a babysitter," and "Oh my god, I'm going to be hungover tomorrow," and my kids are going to wake me up at five a.m. You know, and <laughs> and you're I know, like, and you, you just want to go to bed at nine o'clock. And you just want to go to stay bed. out late, and they want to go get dinner reservations at ten, and you're like, "Oh my god, I just want to go to bed at nine o'clock." Like, I don't want to yeah. go out and have do. You, uh, do you have um, mom's nights out? Yeah, so I actually, this is very exciting, okay? So a, a few months ago, no, seriously, this is exciting because um, a few months ago, me and my, like I have a couple of really good friends. We just, we, I think it was a point where we just went, oh my God, if we don't have a night out, like 
we're just going to go crazy. So we decided to have a night out and we had like this, we, we just, we actually had a night away. It wasn't just a night out. Yes. We went away for one night. Yeah. We didn't go far, by the way, it was literally up the road. No, I'm joking, but it wasn't like far, far. Okay. It was like not so far. And we spent the night and it was like a 24 hour and we got our nails done. We went shopping. We went out for, to a bar, you know, it was brilliant. Um, and, and then we basically decided to do it every few weeks. <laughs> every few weeks or like once a month? Yes. Well, every few weeks, I don't know, maybe, uh, I don't know if it's once a month. We've done it a few times now and it's just, I have to tell you, it's like us. it's like a life savior. You know, you come back and it's like, even if it's just 24 hours, I come back so recharged. Do you know what I mean? Because you just sit around with other women and you just yap and you joke and you laugh and you moan and everything. I just love it. it honestly, it's. So do you feel like it's. I mean, obviously it's therapeutic when you go with your friends, but do you feel like when you're with your friends, it's because you need the girlfriends or it's because you just need some time away from your kids or is it both? (laughs) That's a really good point. Um, I don't know. I I was, I I feel like that when I go to target, like I get an hour break (laughs) and I'm like, Oh my gosh. I do. Like I just strolling around Costco, having, getting some, you know, pull-ups and some free samples and you feel like you've been on a vacation. That is so true. That is so true. The standards really go down, don't they? They really go down. Well, I have to say I'm a little bit jealous of all of your local friends because I don't have as many friends and I don't know if it's because I seclude myself. I think I'm um, an extroverted introvert. I'm very gregarious and loud and opinionated on television, but then in my real life, I just want to put on some Snuggies and read a book, (laughs) and I don't want to be out. Um, And I really reserve myself and only have a couple really close friends. Um, And having those friends is super important, I think, to any mother's health because mentally it is therapeutic to just talk to another person, but just especially going through the baby stage. Like I had a friend, her daughter was, I met her at the breastfeeding support group and we should talk about this where we met our friends again, but I met her at the breastfeeding support group and her daughter was three months older than mine. And she literally taught me everything about how to be a mom. Like I learned about teething and, you know, transitioning. And I feel like we need those female role models and friends. Um, And she's from Ireland, by the way. Oh, really? I know you live there. Yeah. Yeah. So we actually honeymooned in the city where she grew up. So, um, but yeah, I just feel like I wish I had more mom friends. So I guess my question to you is I only have a couple of really close friends. If there are women listening and they're home alone and they've got a new baby and they are just isolated and they don't know anyone, where do you tell people to go meet people? You know, that's an amazing question because this is something that I hear every day. You know, women, um, you know, I hear it every day from women who are, have just like become moms, new moms, and they're lonely. They're alone because they don't have a support system. They don't have friends in their day-to-day life and they don't know where to meet people. And it's re it's, it's a real issue. You know, it's a real, real issue. I think what you brought up was, is, is great. You know, all these groups, support groups, whether it's breastfeeding or whether, you know, it's, there's so many kind of early parenting groups. We did a lot of stuff. I, I used to go, do you know what it is? You know what the, with your first, it's always with your first, you do all the baby classes. Yeah. You know the baby yes. classes, right? Like I, I did so many baby classes. My poor child was so overstimulated, like at the age of three months, you know, she's all she wanted to do was sleep and there's me like going, woo, woo. Look, look at this. Look at this um, black and, and white giraffe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Look, and this like bright lights, bright lights, and the poor child is just trying to sleep. Bubbles. You know? <laughs> yeah, bubbles. But the thing is, I wasn't even going to those classes for her. I was going there for me. Like I a, yes. wanted to get out of the house, you know, and not just kind of be sat at home all day. And also, um, I wanted to meet people. I wanted to interact with other adults and to like be in an environment that it wasn't just me and her. Um, and, and yeah, did I come out of there with massive, you know, friendships? No, but it did kind of make me meet, you know, I did meet other moms and I did have conversations with other moms and it did help. Did you guys, did you do? Yeah, there's a parenting place here. It's like a local university and they have amazing baby programs. So I met, um, 
a lot of friends there. In fact, one of them just texted me today that I haven't heard from in like a year. So I'm going to get together and have coffee with her. But yeah, I met people at baby classes. I went to the hospital programs. I had a hard time breastfeeding, but I did stick with breastfeeding. So um, I went to the breastfeeding support group. But if you're not breastfeeding there at the local hospital where we delivered, there are other classes and places as well. I mean, even at the coffee shop, I met a friend. It's so random. I met a friend I was at Barnes and Noble and I was buying the what to expect when you're expecting. I had just found out I was pregnant at the IVF clinic and I went straight to Barnes and Noble and like we just started talking because she had just found out she was pregnant and we're still friends to this day. So I met people at the most random places, but I feel like motherhood really attracts women together and it's almost like we have to rebuild our village, you know? I feel like as a mom, we really need to bring back the village. Um, Mm -hmm. I have a supportive group of friends. Like we're not like these aren't like best friends I would call and tell them like, oh my God, my husband's a douchebag today. Let me tell you what he did. Like I'm not (laughs) on that level of friendship with some of these women, but their kids go to school with my kids. So we rotate, like we'll take the kids home one day when her husband's traveling so she can have an afternoon off or we carpool or like in the summers, we drop all the kids off at one person's house. So all the moms can go run their errands and do their grocery shopping. And then they come pick them up a couple hours later. And that's what has been been a huge support system for me, especially because we have no family here. Like if I want to go do anything by myself and my husband's working, I have to pay a babysitter $15 an hour. Yeah. So I find that having the mom friends especially is so important just in terms of support. Um, but it's also therapeutic as well. I went on my first uh, mom's getaway this year, like you with your friends, but I took some friends to um, Waco, Texas. Do you ever, you probably have never seen this show because you're in the UK. Have you ever seen the HGTV show Fixer Upper? No, 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 no. Tell me what is it? I think it's on Netflix. I'm going to have to, it's just a home remodeling show and they're in the middle of Texas and they, they do like older decorating, like they take antiques and make it new again. And I am just obsessed with this television show. So me and all my friends met in this like obscure town in Texas and had two whole nights away from our kids. And like you said, it was like when I was leaving the getaway, I mean, we went to a vineyard, we went shopping, we had cupcakes and wine. And like by nine o'clock, we were tired, of course. <laughs> but um, when we were leaving, I like had this pit in my chest. Like, I don't want to go home. I don't want to go back to laundry and dirty dishes. And I was going to say, like, did you not, like, miss the kids? Was it difficult? <laughs> no. I, like, you know, no. I feel really awful saying no. But no. No, it's okay. You can say no. I would not judge you. (laughs) No, I didn't. You know, I'll tell you this. When my kids were really little, like a year and three years, my husband took me skiing because my favorite thing in the world is snow skiing. Like I live in Miami and I am a snow addict. So I would love to be in your winter right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And I cried the whole way there. I cried on the entire trip and the whole, we had to come back a day early because I couldn't stop crying because I miss them so much. But I have graduated so if you're a new mom and you're like, what are these people doing leaving your kids? Trust me, you will want to leave them eventually, even if it's just for a day or two. Uh, we did the same um, a, a, a couple of years ago. Uh, we went away for uh, five nights, I think. Uh, it was my it was for my 40th, and I decided that for my 40th, we would go to Vegas. because we never. I mean, I'd never been, actually. Mike's been there. He's been there twice. So, yeah, and I booked it like a year year in advance so when you book something so far in advance like you don't really think you're just like oh I'm just gonna book it whatever right and the suit like the closer it got to the date I was getting a bit like oh my god I'm actually gonna have to leave the kids now we had like the perfect arrangement for them like we had my sister coming over we had another kind of nanny staying with them like honestly they were covered right everything was covered as you can imagine I had planned out all the days they had play dates they had food in the fridge like you know it was all planned but this, the closer the, the trip came, the more anxious I became. became you know, I, I was like, oh, my God, how am I going to leave them? How am I going to leave them? But what was amazing was once I got on that plane and it was like, there's no turning back. Like, I've done it. We're here, right? I just, something inside me totally switched. And I have to say, it was by far the best holiday we've ever had. Like, honestly. And I think the key was the time difference. 
The time difference was the thing that did it because when we were awake, they were asleep. And when they were awake, we were asleep. <laughs> so it was just like, no, there was just no, do you know what I mean? Like we, we didn't speak to them. Like we literally did not speak to them, Kristen, until the last day because I wanted to speak to them just before we got on the flight. And of course that was like the biggest mistake because they were fine up to that moment. And then they were crying after that conversation. It was a whole big drama. And obviously I felt horrible coming back. But yeah, it was such a good time. Such a good time. That's a long way to go too. I've never gone across the country. I mean, not even across the country. I've never gone international travel without my kids. <laughs> so I give you major props for that because I couldn't do that. All right. We talked about meeting um, friends when we have babies, but I have to say since my kids have started school and I know yours are still in nursery, right? And you have one in elementary. Yeah, one in elementary and two in nursery. So I have one that just graduated from preschool. Who's They're both going to be going to elementary. But I have met so many wonderful, wonderful women just in my kids' classes. I mean, we're room moms together, um, you know, we, you know, and then we all get together like when it's spring break, one mom will organize and we'll all go to their house for like a spring break party. Um, but I am guilty, and tell me if you do this, I am guilty of not knowing anyone's name. I <laughs> save in my phone people's like names as Alex's mom because I don't know her name. I knew you were going to say that. I do the same. It's so funny. You literally save it by the, you know, it's always like so-and-so's mom who I met at the park or something like that. There's always some sort of description. And it's so embarrassing, right? Because these people, like, you see them every day. But I'm guessing, like, they don't know your name either, right? Or do you think well, they know Well, I don't know. know. I'm name? actually having someone over tomorrow, <laughs> and I don't know her name. Like she is saved in my phone as Avery's mom and she's wonderful and very creative and she's helping me with a project. And, um, I'm like, yeah, why don't you and Avery come over? We can swim and work on our stuff. And I was like, Emmy, do you know Avery's mom's name? And I God, I hope she's not <laughs> listening to this because I will feel terrible. But oh I will somehow God. learn her name tomorrow. No, I'll ask no, her, so like, listen, how to Kristen, spell her last name or something. I don't know. Kristen, I have a tip for you. Listen, oh, okay, I tell have me. a tip how to do it. Ask yeah. her to add you on Facebook. <laughs> That's brilliant. I've done that. I've done that. I have. It works because then they send you an invitation and you see their name. That is <laughs> the best hack ever. I would have never thought of that. Usually what I do is I have like another friend and I introduce them and I'm like, Hey Amy, this is, and I make them introduce themselves and that's how I figure it out. And then I have to save it in my phone or I'll forget well, it. You see, I'm that's so a risky one. one. Like I do that. I do that a lot. Like with my husband, if we'll go, Oh my God, we're coming across as like two really powerful people, but it does happen. I'm not very good with names. I really, I'm not very good. So we'll go out like me and my husband and we'll be somewhere and then I'll see somebody and I'll go, Oh my God, Mike, listen, this person, I, I don't remember their name. Do me a favor. As soon as they come up, just, just immediately say, hi, nice to meet you. I'm Mike. And the poor man has to do that. But sometimes it backs fire you know like sometimes he won't do it fast enough and then I'm standing there like a lemon you know and I don't know what to say so um the Facebook is like bulletproof you know it's bulletproof yeah you just have to be careful who you add on Facebook and I I think you're right we are coming across as people who um who don't like pay attention but we do we're obviously very um cognizant and we want to invite as many people into our kids' lives, and we want to include as many women as possible. So I hope that people don't think that. Plus, we're I have a distance. feeling that this happens to a lot of mums. To be honest, like I have a feeling most mums, if you look at their phone book, it literally is mainly you know Ben's mom, you know <laughs> Sharon's mom. Like you know, I, I'm I'm pretty sure of that actually. <laughs> All right, have you yeah. ever? I know you said you have a lot of close friends. But have you mm-hmm. ever been ghosted by a friend? Do you know what I mean? No. What does like, it mean? Ghosted by a friend is like, have you ever had a friend that just stopped talking to you and you have no idea why? They don't respond to your text, your emails. Wow. Wait. So I just have to clarify this. An actual friend friend or like a Facebook kind of friend? Like, no, or like a an real, actual real life friend. I can't, you know, I think it's so interesting in the social media age that we have to clarify if it's an IRL friend <laughs> or a social media friend, but no, it's in real life. Have you ever had an in real life friend just completely ghost you? 
No, no, I don't think I have. It's happened to me, uh, you know, on social media, but never, never in real life. Why? Has it happened to you? Yeah, but now I feel terrible. (laughs) No, no, you have to tell me. Maybe I'll remember. Maybe I'm wrong. Tell me. Tell me the story. No, I did. I had a friend. um, We were buying our house. It was four years ago. I had a newborn, and I had seen her at a party, and everything was great. And then I was emailing her, I'm moving close to you. I'm moving close to you. And she never responded. Dead. Um, never wow. got back to me. Never, never, never. And then I got in touch with her husband and she was like, you really need to talk to her. Um, out of respect to her, I'm not going to tell you what happened. It was a misunderstanding. So if she's listening to this, I don't want to like out her and what happened. Yeah. Um, and I don't necessarily agree with why she was upset, <laughs> but I, we did work it out and we're very good friends again, but it really freaked me out for a while because yeah. I'm very direct. I'll talk to you about anything. I'm very truthful. I would rather know if you're mad at me, what I did, yeah. just tell me because I don't like any hidden agendas and I don't like gossiping. Um, I just like to get things out in the open. So it was very surprising to me because it had never happened. And this was an adult friend. This wasn't like a high school or a college friend, but it was very I weird. agree. But I agree with what you just said. Like, I'm the same. If something bothers me and if I'm feeling like something, you know, is wrong between not, you know, just not feeling right with somebody, I'm going to say it. I usually say it maybe too soon. Like, maybe I should wait <laughs> for a little bit and sort of kind of think think things through and then say, but I'm quite impulsive in that sense. Like, so I will probably address it. Um, I don't, I, yeah, I personally don't get it when, when, when people don't do that, but I know a lot of people do it. Now, if you ask Mike, for example, Mike will tell you that it probably comes from a point like he, there are people that just don't like conflict. So right. they will avoid conflict. So I, I don't think it necessarily means like something specifically about the friendship. Cause I know, I know some people might get offended by that. They'll say, oh, it just means I wasn't important. The friendship's not important. But sometimes it has nothing to do with the friendship. It just has to do with the person, you know, them not liking conflict, don't want to rock the boat, just would rather just not say anything and not get into the the whole discussion and argument, you know? Do you do that? Do you avoid conflict or are you kind of direct head on? Never. I, never I knew that conflict. answer. I knew what you were going to say. <laughs> I never have gone past. It's not that I go out and look for a fight. Like, I don't. Uh, in fact, I really don't. But if something, if I feel like something has, is wrong and was wrong uh, and not cool, not kind, not whatever, I'll probably say it. I will. But I think you're like that as well, right? Yeah. I mean, it's easier to just, um, I don't know, though. I'm a little bit different. I mean, I'm pretty sensitive as a person, but... I read this book a long time ago. It's called The Four Agreements. And one of the agreements is never take things personally. And Mm. that's a hard one for me to wrap my head around. But whenever like I'm arguing with my husband or he says something, like for me, the word should is a trigger. If you tell me, Kristen, you should do this, I instantly cringe because I feel like I'm being talked down to. It's like, you could do this if you want, but for some reason the word should bothers me. And my husband likes to say should all the time. So if a girlfriend or a sister-in-law says, Kristen, you should do this. I'm like, okay, got it. (laughs) She probably didn't mean to talk down to you. You're not going to take it personally. That's just what people say. So I have an inner monologue whenever like somebody says something, I try to really decide if it's worth bringing up or not, or if I'm going to take it personally. You know, that's just how I deal with things. I don't, I don't get as offended. Um, but I do not like gossiping. I used to gossip in my school years, you know, as we all do. But, um, if I hear people gossiping, I usually try to say something nice about the person they're gossiping about and And then make them feel really bad. And then they'll kind of like, you know, I try to distract (laughs) the conversation. I just don't, I just don't understand why people gossip. Like, I just wish people would take it up with the person themselves. I I just don't, I've never liked it. And I, I'll tell you what, it's kind of hurt me in my career because Mm. if you think about it in the media, people got media has become gossip. It's. Not yeah. it's no longer the Walter Cronkites on the evening news saying this is what happened today and reporting objectively. It's panels of eighteen people saying this is what I think and you're wrong and you're wrong. It's become gossip. It's become yeah. opinion shows. So I feel like that's translating into our lives now where even on social media and in real life, people always have to tell you their opinion. And it doesn't matter if we agree politically, it doesn't matter if we agree religiously, because that's not 
This is who we are. You know what I mean? Or did I just get totally off track? No, no, <laughs> not at all. But I feel like this is a massive conversation, just so you know. Like, gossip can be, I feel like we can talk about this for a long time because I have a lot, a lot, a lot of theories about it. Personally, I think people gossip because they don't have anything better to talk about usually <laughs> and I think like it comes from um, it's okay this will go like to I don't know they'll this will sound odd but yeah I feel like if we're really truthful and we're talking truth then we would never gossip because why would we talk about other people it's just bizarre but what I did want to tell you is I go I have a coffee nearly every morning in a little coffee shop next to my daughter's school. It's like my morning guilty pleasure. I will either yeah, like every morning I love their coffee. I'll drop and what her do you off order? order. Actually I order an avocado sandwich. <laughs> so you don't even sa- get coffee, coffee on cold coffee? No. Yeah, I know. No, but I love it that I say, like, I'm going for a coffee, but actually I'm going for the avocado sandwich because it is so good. Kristen, you have no idea. It is so good. Um, but anyway, I'll, I'll sit there with my coffee and my sandwich, and I'll, and I'll, and I'll just sit there every morning. And uh, sometimes I sit there with a friend, and sometimes some, I'll bump into a friend, again, because it's kind of local and I meet people that I know. And sometimes I'll just sit by myself, and sometimes I write when I sit there, and sometimes I just sit there. Um, but I hear a lot of other people's conversations. This is where I'm getting to. So I'll sit there, and they have these long tables that you have to share with other people, right? So you hear other people's conversations. And I'm telling you, 98% of the conversations are gossiping. They totally. And a lot of the times it's women gossiping about other women. And I think like this is, you know, this is the whole, you know, um, moms, women, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I hear it a lot. I actually blogged about a few of these conversations that I, that I've overheard, you know, uh, I would love to read that. Do you remember the name of the post title? Um, I think it was just a Facebook post about, uh, there were two girls who, by the way, I see quite often. (laughs) It's quite funny. Um, Every time I see them, I'm like, oh my God, is there a space next to them. I want to sit next to these <laughs> ladies. Their conversations are so funny. But um, they were talking about this other girl who basically had posted some picture of herself looking quite slutty, you know, in their opinion. And they were and they they were talking about this guy, and the guy thought she was like this, and I, you know, the whole like kind of girl guy, whatever, you know. Um, and uh, yeah, so um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a big fan of gossip. Not to say that I never gossip i think it's it's one of those things it's we natural all do, i mean you know yeah yeah i mean i we think it's natural do. i mean i'm not i'm not sitting on my high horse and saying i'm yeah. perfect obviously we all talk about things did you see what kim yeah. kardashian posted or whatever i mean it's just natural but i just have never liked that between women friends i've just um I always try to keep it clean as much as possible unless something really crappy happens and you just need to vent to one of your good friends. But um, I've always tried to address it directly, but I don't know. Yeah, so I'll remember that and I'll never gossip about you, Kristen, okay? (laughs) Okay. And if you do, I'm going to hunt you down on Facebook. (laughs) Listen, I want to tell you uh, something totally uh, else now. Like I want to talk about something else now. I want to tell you about something funny. You know how kids do the weirdest things, right? They do weird things. They say funny stuff, right? Like, I don't know. My kids come out with stuff. Um, it just really, I, I don't think, I don't think you could make it up, right? If I no, just wrote down everything my kids say, it would, it could be a TV show. So, really? Exactly. Yes. But this, but this week, my daughter, my four year old actually did something very funny. Uh, so you know how children have attachment toys, right? They'll have like an object that they get attached to, right? Yes. Yeah. So, so just to just to mention, my daughter, I'm talking about one of the twins, and she is four years old, right? And she gets attached to stuff. So, you know, like a lot of kids, they have like a toy or maybe, a, a, I don't know, a book or a, a stuffed animal, whatever. Uh, she gets attached to some random stuff. Like she'll get attached to a bottle of mineral water or a kitchen towel or sometimes it's just something she found on the floor, whatever. Like she gets a, a, an envelope, okay? She can get attached to very strange things. And then yesterday she decided that her attachment object would be a tampon. 
an actual, yeah, I know, an actual How did she tampon. find it? Do you hide those Listen, or do you let them see it? she walked into my bathroom. It was unused, right? But she walked into my oh, bathroom. Oh, thank goodness. She, yeah, no, can you imagine? She walked into the bathroom and there was the tampon box open. She took out one tampon and the next thing I know, she's walking around with it everywhere. Like we went to the park. She took the tampon with her and we went to the supermarket with the tampon and we went everywhere with the tampon. And then when she went to bed... She lay down with her tampon. I'm telling you. I'm not you, understanding. Was it in Pulling. the wrapper? Or was yes, it just like in the wrapper? Out? Oh, it was in the wrapper. No. So in the wrapper, and she's cuddling this tampon, going to bed with it. But she, this is how she is. Like, she, li- she gets attached. So in the morning, when she woke up, the wrapper had come off. Because <gasps> it's one of those, like, yeah. And now she's got, like, an actual tampon in her hand. And she wanted to take it to nursery. <laughs> And I'm assuming at this point you have gotten rid of it, or what did you do? Yes, at this point. No, I know. You probably think, like, I should have gotten rid of I'm it I'm just wondering, right? were but people I was looking like... at you when you went places and wondering why this four-year-old is holding a tampon? Like, did anyone yeah. say anything to you? I don't know. You know what? Like, I think people were just either in shock or amused or just kind of feeling sorry for me. I have no idea, but nobody <laughs> made a big deal out of it. Yeah, exactly. But the, today was where I drew the line, and I said, no, like, you can't take that to nursery. Here's some other stuff um obviously didn't go down well and she cried and whatever but you know it was like this is the type of thing that a four-year-old might do or at least my four-year-old would do <laughs> maybe not everybody's but my four-year-olds do stuff like that all the time but they yeah, say funny I actually stuff as well. hide i hide my um personal feminine hygiene materials <laughs> Um, but my daughter found them and she spelt it to me the other day. What is T-A-M-P-A-X spell, mommy? And what oh. is that? And I was like, oh, I'll tell you when, I, when you're older. But How um, old is she? She's, is she's she five. The, the five-year-old. The five-year-old, yeah. But the eight-year-old has asked me where babies come from um, recently, like how they come out of your body. So that was this week, actually. Um, you know, I've, I've gotten away with telling them that they come out of your belly button. Did you um, really? No, you didn't. Did that's you really? what I've been telling her for eight years because I didn't want to tell her. <laughs> so then she was like, mom, oh, that's, that's so not funny. possible. And I said, well, honey, sometimes they cut you. It's called a cesarean section and they actually have to cut the baby out of you. And she's like, is that what happened with me? And I was, I don't lie to my kids, Tova. I have made a decision other than like Santa Claus and the Easter bunny. I don't lie to my kids. Like I am mm-hmm. trying to be impeccable with my words. So I was like, no, mm-hmm. you didn't come out that way. So then she's like, well, then how did I come out? And I said, well, there's this magical tunnel that babies go through. (laughs) Because I had read it in a blog post. Whoever wrote it was brilliant. Um, So the magical tunnel, like, appeased her for a couple minutes. And then she's like, but I don't understand. Where does the tunnel come out of your body? And I said, your vagina, honey. The baby comes out of your vagina. And you can't tell your sister. And she just, her jaw dropped. And I was like, please don't tell your friends because I don't want all of the moms in her school coming yes. to me saying, what did you do? Uh, then she asked how the baby got in me. And I said, listen, that's for another day, but it was a test tube. Like we did it at a doctor's office. So I can honestly say that. <laughs> like a doctor took a piece of daddy and a piece of mommy and made you. Um, but yeah, that wasn't a comfortable conversation. And my husband wasn't thrilled that I told her without discussing it with him, but... It was just what sometimes things happen in the moment and you don't know what to say or do, right? Like you don't know how to answer them. For sure, because you think, like, we're going to have this talk, you know, and it's going to be, like, this really meaningful talk, and I'm going to be so ready. And then they ask you when they're sitting on the toilet taking a dump, you know? (laughs) Actually, it was on the edge of her bed, but she had just gotten out of the bath. But I know, it's like they're very intuitive. So you told me a story about your um, daughter. I want to tell you something that's been going on with my daughter. So I have a five-year-old, and I'll call this segment Things Kids Say, and maybe we should do this because um, it's very interesting, and our kids are very funny and intuitive. But my daughter, um, she goes to a Christian preschool. We're Catholic. And um, she loves Jesus and she loves God. And I'm very spiritual, but I'm not a very religious person. So I um, I feel bad because I, I can't always answer her questions, okay? Mm-hmm. So she has been asking a lot of questions about God. And she had two very specific questions this week that just had me cracking up. The first one was just out of the blue. Like I think the puppy had sneezed. And she said, Mommy, does God sneeze? And I said, well, sure. Yeah, of course God sneezes. She's like, but what do you say to him? You can't say God bless you. (laughs) 
I was like, you know what? You're right, Emmy. You can't say that. I guess you would just say tight. Like, I don't know what you would say to him. But then she asked me why we said, God bless you when someone sneezes. Like, do you say God bless you when someone sneezes, Tova? Does your family say that or no? Or just bless um, you? What do you say? Bless you. Bless you. Yeah. So apparently in the olden days, like in the 1600s, people believed when you sneeze, the devil, when you sneeze, you inhale the devil. So you say oh. bless you to, to get, yeah. So thank you, Siri, on my iPhone for helping me with that one. <laughs> oh, that's but, cute. But we've been having lots of, um, of uh, spiritual questions lately. So I'm going to have to get on my... Uh, I'm going to have to get my Bible out and start helping her a little bit more. But I do love (laughs) how intuitive and how smart they are and how their little brains work. And they just come up with these crazy things. I love it. Yeah. And always when you least expect it, for sure. Yeah. Well, that's kids, right? You expect the unexpected. All right. It is time in the show for the segment we like to call Not So News. All right. I'm going to go first, Tova, because I know you have one as well. But Mm -hmm. this story I'm going to call, I hope you forget it, because there is a new study that says forgetting actually makes you smarter. So all of you with mom brain who can't remember where your sunglasses are and they're already on top of your head, apparently that's a good thing. According to the study, it's important that the brain forgets irrelevant, say that three times fast, irrelevant details, (laughs) and instead focuses on the stuff that's going to help make decisions in the real world, says Blake Richards. So are you a forgetful mom, Tova? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I have an awful memory, awful memory, really. I mean, I, I never, my problem is I told you like with names, but not just people like any names, like street names, anything. I, 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 I have a good like memory for images, but not so much for words and for, uh, yeah, I forget everything. I'm, I'm not but very was that good at always, it. Or was that when you started having kids? No, I think it was always, I don't think, you know, it, it changed much, but, um, but I think as a mom, yeah, you have to, you know, you have to have like, uh, oh my God, first of all, your kids tell you like so many things a day. I forget, I forget everything. I forget stuff that I need to do for school. I know they send us reminders. I'm always that parent that they go, um, you know, we're still waiting for that form. I, I just, I, for, I'm awful, awful, but you've noticed this about me as well. I'm sure. Right. <laughs> um, not really, to be honest, no. and we're working together now. No, I wouldn't say you're forgetful, but I think it's interesting that you have been that way always because my husband's like that. He's super forgetful. He actually laughed when I showed him this article because he's like, see, I'm smart, but he <laughs> loses his keys like every other day. I mean, he's always forgetting something, but um, I found just the mom brain is for real, especially when you're pregnant, but yeah. there's just so much stuff. I mean, there's so many forms and so many reminders. I find that if I don't write something down the second I think of it, I will, I, it immediately loses my brain. I have notepads all over my house, like in the kitchen, on my desk, at my nightstand, because if I and don't, the, I will forget everything. And the thing is like, I don't know why they don't make our lives a bit easier. Um, I, you know, my daughters, they, they do swimming right throughout the year, but then every term you have to renew the swim course. And then I have to remember, you know, like two weeks before to enroll them again. And if I forget, then they well, lost their space. Well, that's just stupid. I mean, right? they should just have an internet yes. automatic enroll. And I then... don't get it. And like, I have to remember. And obviously I forgot. So they lost their space, right? <gasps> last year. Were yes. they mad? Lost their space. They, they didn't care. But like, I was mad because then I had to schlep all the way somewhere else to <laughs> take them swimming. That was too, you know, twice the price and really far and annoying. So then this year I find, you know, I, I had like a reminder in my phone, you have to call them at this date, you have to make sure. And I, I got them in right back to where they, we were. And I said to the lady, listen, I just want to, I want to pay for the whole year, right? Like, just let me, you know, I, I don't want to have to. And she was like, no, it's not how we do it. And I'm like, do you understand the stress we're under our parents? How much I have to remember. And I was literally having a go at this poor woman. was <laughs> just like doing her job. And I was like, I can't remember all these things. Oh yeah. They don't, they don't help us. They don't help no, us. No, they don't. Uh, so I have one, right? I have one. Um, okay, uh, hang on. Which one will I do? I'll do this one. Okay, so High Flyer, right, um, 
right. Incredible moment when baby boy is born at 30,000 feet, right, on board uh, a flight, right? And the big, the big, yeah, I know. So this is like shocking I mean, by so itself. I, I'm shocked no. because like, is the baby, like, is she flying at 40 weeks or was the baby super premature? No. So you know what? I did go over this article and I couldn't figure out. Ex- and that was the first thing I thought. I think he was a little bit premature, but it doesn't sound like it was like massively premature. And that was the first thing that I was amazed by. Like, how did she get on the flight to begin with? But the big, big, big thing about this is that now this baby is going to get free flights for his entire life. Free that's flights. That's amazing. Right? That's, like, that's amazing. I would love free flights. I mean, are you kidding me? Free flights to have a baby? If I could have another baby, I would make sure to do it on an airplane next time. But that had to be frightening <laughs> to give birth on a plane. I know. I know, I know. I, I don't know, like, how she did it. Apparently, there was somebody with some medical experience on the flight who helped her out. But I just, oh, my God, to be oh, to be on that flight, the poor woman. But the baby's fine. She's fine. Everybody's fine. And he got free flights for life. So, so there you go. All right. Well, we'll finish up our not so new segment. Since we're talking about friendship, I'm assuming when you do have your girls night out, it might include a bottle of wine or two, right, Toba? Or four or five. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wine is big. I have several um, customized wine glasses that have been given to me by my friends. So I always bring those with me. But there is an article that has some amazing wine hacks. So if you are ever at a girl's night out or you're at a friend's house and you can't get, you don't have a wine opener, we have a couple wine hacks for you. The first one is, I didn't know this, you can actually use keys to open a bottle of wine. Really? You just, yeah, you can break the foil with the key and then you push the key into the edge of the cork at a 45 degree angle and begin to gently push it around in circles so the cork turns with it. So it basically wow. becomes a corkscrew. So oh, I would I would have thought it broke it like it would you know what crumble. Stink, you know what stinks though is I have one of those cars that doesn't have an actual key that goes in the <laughs> oh, yeah, ignition. That's true. So that one's not going to work for me. <laughs> okay. But another one, would you believe it, is a wooden spoon. If you don't okay. have a wine cork, you can put the bottle between your legs and then use uh. the wooden handled object to push the cork into the bottle. Now, this will not cork the wine unless it breaks, but again, we've got a problem with the wine cork going into the wine. I'm not sure about that one. But this last one I've seen a video viral. You can actually use your shoe to open a bottle of wine. And I watched the YouTube video. There's a guy, Jay Saunders. He has a YouTube video. And what he did, I watched it and I was laughing because I swear to God, I thought he was going to put a hole in the wall or that the bottle was going to shatter into a million pieces. (laughs) But you put the bottle in the, the shoe, like you take your shoe like a yeah. man's shoe, preferably, like a bigger shoe. And you mm-hmm. put like a sneaker and you put it in the opening of the sneaker where your foot would go. And then you pick it up and you just bang it against the wall. Like you bang the bottom of the shoe against the wall. No. I know you're looking at me like I'm like crazy. You have to watch this video. So he did it. He put it in the foothole and he banged it against the wall like five or six times and nothing was happening. But as he was doing it, like banging it harder and harder, the wine cork actually came out. What? Amazing. So there you go. You want to know my best wine hack for you, though? (laughs) Just buy twist-offs. It's a lot easier. (laughs) Buy the boxes of wine, and then you want to have the wine. That's exactly what I was thinking. Just get them in the boxes. You don't need any of this stuff. Oh, my God. This was so much fun, wasn't it? It was. I always, as always, have a blast talking about friendships with my new friend from the Internet. So thank you for (laughs) everyone for joining us. We would love it if you would please subscribe to Cold Coffee. Share this with your friends. Tell them about our new podcast. We're so excited to have it. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review because that will really help us out. And uh, we'll be back again next week, right? That's right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Bye. Bye.